Hello world, this is America's Supermom, and this is a special edition that I call the Corona Chronicles. During this time, we are suffering from a pandemic that is affecting everyone across the world. We are joined with the um, rules and regulations of uh, being shelter in place, which means we are limited with the ability to go about our daily business, confined to our homes based on a coronavirus that has been sweeping the entire world. Um, for some people, the effects could be mild. Uh, for others, it can be fatal. So we are coming together as um, a community, as uh, a family during this time of difficulty to share what it is like um, in our part of the world, how we are affected, and the things that we have in common, what kind of problems that um, are taking place in our industries and in our relationships and finances, and coming together so that we can um, plan for a better tomorrow. As this epidemic or pandemic um, crosses the world, you know, we are waiting for um, relief. We're waiting for the virus to um, die off and uh, for us to go back to some state of normalcy, whatever that may be, um, after um, things kind of settle down. So what is that going to look like once the dust settles? You know, how are things going to be different? So as we go through this um, process, we're coming together as a world to create ideas, strategies, connect in ways that we have never connected before. So that is the purpose of the special podcast that I call the Corona Chronicles so that we can get some insight and have empathy and compassion on one another create new innovative ideas that can not only improve our life but our fellow brothers and sisters across the world. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Laquita Parks and I am in Riverdale, Georgia. Mm -hmm. I am also the founder and facilitator of a failure to communicate mentoring programs. Mm -hmm. uh, I am also an author, a published author mm -hmm. of um, five books, mm -hmm. one being uh, a children's book, a new children's book. Awesome. And I am a, uh, a mother of three adult children and one beautiful, beautiful one-year-old grandson. He is oh. the joy of my life. Um, on top of that, um, my most proudest is I am a child of the living God. Amen. Amen. So that's well, me in a nutshell. Awesome. So I am really glad that you were able to be here today and uh, we connected through Facebook. So yes. I always like to encourage my audience to just reach out to people because you never know, you know, who that person is on the other end of uh, Facebook. You know, you can make some great acquaintances. So uh, glad we were able to collaborate today. So 
I love the idea of you being a mentor around communication. I think right now during this pandemic, that is something that is definitely uh, key in order for us to think about how the media communicates, how we communicate in our homes with our family. A very good uh, topic to um, kind of dive into. So how was it that you got into communication? Well, um, I, I, I believe I've always been a communicator. Um, sometimes we communicate um, ineffectively. Mm-hmm. And I, I, a long time ago, I used to get people all the time to, to come and, you know, how you have friends and, you know, let me get your, let, let me ask you a question. Let me get your, um, your thoughts on this. And it always seemed to be surrounding relationships. And I would find myself saying, well, you know, did you, did you ask? And well, what do you mean? Well, you know, you're upset with somebody or somebody is upset with, upset with you. Did you ask mm-hmm. or did you talk to them? And it would be like a foreign concept. Like, mm-hmm. no. Well, how do you know what the other person is feeling or thinking if you don't communicate with them? If you don't ask, you have to start with a simple question. So I started, you know, working with adults, um, couples on, you know, effective communication. And then it kind of transferred to working with young people. So that's how I kind of got started. And then I, I just kind of took it to another level. That started is- creating programs and creating activities, fun activities. Mm-hmm. Because especially when you're dealing with couples, they don't really want to you know, talk, women are talkers, men are not really talkers. Mm-hmm. Um, you started when you, when you start doing fun things that can kind of strengthen relationships and then, you know, people kind of get involved. So I just kind of took it to a whole different level. So I, mm-hmm. you know, got through doing that and then kind of adopted some or developed some strategies for young people as well. So I love that. Now, so you brought up a key thing about a lot of people not asking. So Mm -hmm. make assumptions and uh, we don't ask. So what would you think is the reason why a lot of people don't ask? Do you think they don't know how or um, there's some kind of um, confidence issue with it? What do you find is true when it comes to people not asking? Um, I think a little bit of both. I mm-hmm. think there's the there is the confidence issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll, I'll use myself as an example. Okay. Um, I, as I grew up, uh, I went through a lot. I had um, I was um, crippled as a child. I was given a shot of penicillin in my sciatic nerve. Mm-hmm. It pulled the bone in my leg, uh, and I became crippled. I've had about 15 surgeries, and it has led to uh, a lot of um, medical diagnosis, some a lot of pain. So I was to to say I was a shy child. Mm-hmm. Uh, would be an understatement. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, did, I, I didn't want to be seen. I was in school. I didn't want the teacher to call on me. I didn't want to be heard. So mm-hmm. I was quiet, very withdrawn. Mm-hmm. Um, I was shy. So I didn't want to ask anything because I didn't want anybody to look at me. Well, mm-hmm. as I became older, you would, you would not think that, that was, I was the same child. But <laughs> as I got <laughs> older, um, I didn't like to ask people things. I, I'm a peacemaker and I still am. I like mm-hmm. peace and mm-hmm. I am very, and you know, it's very reluctant to ask because I didn't want to be told no. And to mm-hmm. me, no, I can't 
and no, I don't want to, or no, I'm not able to, is still no. Mm. So I think sometimes people are afraid of what the result might be. Mm. They're afraid to hear the truth. And see, as long as I don't hear the truth, as long as I don't know the truth, then mm-hmm. I don't have to face it. I don't have to deal with it. In my right. relationship, if as long as I keep my head buried and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going along with the status quo of my household and everybody mm-hmm. seems to be happy and I don't have to address it. Um, I mm-hmm. can put a bandaid on that stud missile wound and I can ignore it. But mm-hmm. if I have to address it, that means I have to deal with it. And a lot of people don't want to do that. However, mm-hmm. here's the flip side. Once you deal with it, once you get it out, once you mm-hmm. un- uncover it, once you unbury it, so to speak, then mm-hmm. you can deal with it and then you can heal from whatever it might be. I love that. I love that. I use the analogy sometimes where if you have a Band-Aid on your skin and you need to put uh, some medicine right on the wound, it won't work if you try to put it on top of the Band-Aid. Absolutely. Never there. Absolutely. So, That is awesome. Now, so you mentioned growing up with this mindset of being withdrawn and shy. So what pivotal moment took place in order for you to make that transition from not asking the questions and trying to disappear to begin to seeing yourself and uh, using your voice? Um, It's it's amazing. I had a rude awakening. Um, mm-hmm. I am, um, uh, as I, as I mentioned earlier, I am the mother of three adult children as well, single mm-hmm. mother. Uh, I mm-hmm. was married and I went through a really, really ugly divorce mm-hmm. and I, you know, I, I raised, you know, my children and, you know, my, my ex-husband didn't, you know, do those things that he was supposed to do. And mm-hmm. I was, it was me and the children against the world. It was mm-hmm. you know, one of me and three of them. And they mm-hmm. were my responsibility. They were, my, mm-hmm. and, I, and I took that seriously from day one. They mm-hmm. were my responsibility. So it was my responsibility to protect them. And mm-hmm. I had to become their voice. And mm-hmm. I decided uh, one day, one Saturday, we, we went to the store and, you know, I would always cower down and I would always, you know, kind of go in, in you know, in, inwardly and mm-hmm. not, you know, not cause, try not to cause, you know, any issues. I was, you know, again, didn't have a voice. Well, Mm -hmm. that Saturday, it was a Saturday. I remember it clearly that Saturday, something hit me and I had to realize that I had to be their voice. They were Mm -hmm. children and they were counting on me to be their voice. So that day I had a rude awakening. There was an incident that happened and I had to become uh, a tiger. I had to become mm-hmm. a tiger, a lion, um, mama bear, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. Um, mm-hmm. I had to stand up and I had to become, um, I, I was a victim. I, I was a victim. Mm-hmm. I behaved like a victim. I cowered mm-hmm. down like a victim. But that day I decided that I no longer wanted to be a victim. And my mm-hmm. children deserved the voice. They deserved somebody mm-hmm. to stand up for them. Um, somebody to fight for them. And I became Mm -hmm. that person. So I did it for them because I had Mm -hmm. to, because I was their mother and they were, they deserved that. But Mm -hmm. as they grew older, I, I started thinking, okay, I need to do this for me. 
So mm. I became uh, I became that person who people could come and talk to. And I also became that person to not allow people to run over me. Um, people mm. will only treat you the way you allow them to treat you. So I became the person that, okay, you know what I am. And, and, and anybody who knows me, um, they -hmm. will pretty much say the same thing. She's, she's nice. She's a good person. Mm -hmm. You know, I will give you the shirt off my back and and won't worry about it because I'm a thrifter. I can go to the store and get another shirt for 50 cents. So I don't care. I I don't care about shirts. I don't care. I don't care about stuff, but I also want people to know that, you know what? you you when you come at me you got to come at me correct you you know I don't do yelling and screaming and cursing I don't do any of that but, mm-hmm. you know I I articulate well and I don't do it for anybody else but I do it because I want you to see me and treat me as a human being mm-hmm. treat you as a human being and mm-hmm. also going to teach you how to treat me that mm-hmm. that that's the that's the thing with with communicating um, sometimes people don't know how to treat people and sometimes mm-hmm. people don't know how to teach people how to treat them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, you brought up some key things. I mean, we probably could do a whole podcast on that, <laughs> some of those items. But now, so for somebody who is at that place to where, you know, they're just coming out of their shell, they want to communicate, you know, what are some warning signs or certain things that kind of show you that you may be avoiding the truth, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like certain habits that pre speaking up you would do, whereas after speaking up, you kind of notice there's a difference. Does that question make sense? It does. It does. Um, There are one of the, one of the warning signs, um, for instance, if you're, if you're having a conversation with someone and mm-hmm. um, they they initiate that. That's the most important thing for me. I look for those, you know, those ends, so to speak. So mm-hmm. it, it's it's an initiation. If somebody initiates the a, a conversation, um, and you 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 kind of tend to start down that line and say some things, and they don't quite want to hear it, they start interjecting. Mm. and you can't complete your thought mm. or you you're you're you know they've asked you a question or you're saying something um for instance i had a conversation with with a young lady and i said what are you doing during this time to get through this pandemic mm-hmm. and you know she said you know i sleep and you know okay and i'm listening you know what else are you doing and you know i i i you know i don't want to deal. I don't want to deal. And I said, okay, well, here are some things that I do. And when I started saying those things, then there was the interjection. Mm -hmm. There was the, well, I, you know, I, I, I I know I don't. So when that happens, I just kind of start withdrawing Mm -hmm. in conversation and just start listening Mm -hmm. because that person isn't ready Mm -hmm. to, uncover or for or, or as you're as you put it take that band-aid off mm-hmm. to put the medicine in mm-hmm. um that's one uh when you start getting um resistance where that person totally starts to withdraw mm. 
doesn't want to have a conversation, doesn't want to talk. Um, they have to get off the phone or they, they end the, in the communication and it's difficult for you to reach out to them. Mm-hmm. They're not ready. Okay. Uh, when you're, when you're communicating with the person and the tone starts to change, mm-hmm. um, that they're not ready. And even, even with myself, when I start, when I start seeing those things and I, I the first rule of thumb is to examine, just examine self. Amen. I examine myself to see if I'm being too preachy. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm being too judgmental, mm-hmm. um, if I'm being, you know, if my tone is one of condescending, mm-hmm. if I'm, you know, or I'm being, you know, um, kind of laxy daisy, mm-hmm. or even where I am not actively listening. So mm-hmm. when if I'm listening to you, I am not preparing my response in my head before you finish what you have to say. Right. So if I'm listening to you, you know, I'm, I'm taking in everything that you're saying. Uh, I'll, I, I've had people to say, you know, you're not listening. And I said, I am. I'm listening. I can, you know, I, I, do you want me to run back everything that you said? Because I can. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, no, no, you don't have to do that. So those are some, those are some, some kind of major, mm-hmm. some kind of mm-hmm. major things when, when communicating and when you're trying to help people um, go from being the victim to the survivor. Mm. And sometimes people are not ready. And, and I'll say, I, I've said to people, um, you're, you're not the victim. Don't play the victim mm. because you have a part in it because sometimes too, it's important that we have to see our part in it. What, mm. what role did I play in this? Right. Even in my, even in my marriage, when things, you know, went bad and, you know, I, I like to say, he was the whole 100% of the problem. Mm-hmm. I still have to look at myself and say, okay, there was a role that you played in this. Mm-hmm. So we're not all 100% innocent mm-hmm. and we're not all 100% guilty. Mm-hmm. So-, so we have to be honest in communicating. And it starts with communicating with ourselves. What role did I play in this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is so true. So, you know, you're able to, I love the fact that you say, you can face this truth and deal with it because, you know, we all have our shortcomings of things that we might not have done well. You know, I look back on my story and, you know, I had resentment towards my kids, my husband, you know, I was blaming them because I was a victim, right? I'm mm-hmm, around mm-hmm. like it's a badge. Oh yeah, I was in the hospital. You know what I mean? Crazy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. glad to be on the other side, but for somebody who is going through this whole thing of feeling like, you know, communication is a hard thing right now. They are, um, you know, I think it's just the whole thing of trying to manage your feelings and communicate them effectively. So, you know, we have um, uncertainty with, you know, people's jobs right now. They may be transitioning temporarily and then they don't know if their job is going to be around anymore or, you know, they're dealing with their kids at home when they're not used to that being a reality. So what tips would you tell somebody to kind of um, be actively conscious about good ways to communicate in order to kind of um, not make some of the frustrations worse than what they can be? Does that make sense? Uh, It does. Mm -hmm. Um, so one thing, uh, first thing is um, there's there's a, 
um, a slogan or a phrase that I adopted or borrowed mm. that I won't turn from a friend. And it says, there is nothing wrong in you that a change in me won't fix. Mm. Looking at myself first before I start um, going down that road of communicating, um, there is, you know, sometimes we see the we see the bad in in people, mm-hmm. and we don't we don't see, you know, we we don't we don't tend to see the good in them, and and it's actually the way that we see them. It's nothing really wrong with them. It's just the way that we view it. Mm-hmm. Um, so so starting there, starting there, and then going from a point of, you know, with the with the person that you're communicating with or trying to. Um, help them to heal. Um, it's actually helping them to realize where they are versus where they want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and even where they came from, because some people are, are there, like, like you mentioned, you know, you were playing the victim, you were, you know, you were blaming other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I can, I can relate to that because, mm-hmm. you know, even with my, with my issues, I've, you know, gone from one one part of uh, a diagnosis to another part of diagnosis. And I've, you know, I have people who love me. I have an amazing support circle, mm-hmm. but you know, sometimes I get in that nobody loves me. Nobody cares. Mm-hmm. And you know, they, they, my, my, my son would say a closed mouth won't get fed. And I'm like, boy, I raised you. <laughs> Where'd you get that from? You know? Um, but having, having to, to, to know, that where you are now is not where you're going to be and where you are now is not where you were. Mm-hmm. So having them to look at where they are and look at the progress they've made. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it might be baby steps. It might seem like you're crawling, but even a crawling baby gets from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. helping, helping them to realize that number one, there's nothing wrong in you that a change in me won't fix. So looking mm-hmm. at how you see the other person, um, number two, letting them see and understand that where you are now is not where you're going to be. Mm-hmm. And where you are now is not where you've been. There's been progress. Um, celebrate the progress. Mm-hmm. And yep. And understanding that not everybody is where you are. Mm. Take people where they are and go from there. So, mm. so I'm here. I am. I'm I'm on the other end of the communication. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've learned how to communicate effectively. I've I've learned some of the do's and don'ts, and I'm and I'm not perfect because I still sometimes we still in everything that we do we can still slide back into that thinking Um, but when you know what the tools are you know how to bring yourself out of that Mm -hmm. and bring you bring yourself out quickly so Mm -hmm. also knowing that okay you know what this person isn't where I am so I cannot expect them to get it like I get it Mm -hmm. so taking them where they are and helping them to go to that next level and the last thing is also realizing and accepting the fact that some people just don't want to move. Mm, that's a good one. They don't want to move. And mm-hmm. no matter what you say, no matter what you do, they are in denial. Mm-hmm. It's not them. It's everybody else. Mm-hmm. And they ju- they are satisfied with being in that bubble. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That, you know, even even, you know, Jesus told the disciples, when you go out to preach my word, if they don't want to hear it, knock the feet, not, you know, kick the dust off your feet and keep mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and that's hard. That's hard for us because sometimes we want to fix people. And I'm like that. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I want so much for people. Sometimes I see the good in person and I see the potential. I used to do that with my children. You mm-hmm. know, I see your potential. I know that you I have your potential. I know that you can do this. I'm not sure. I used to have this thing with my children. Um, I used to say I don't I work with a lot of young people and mm-hmm. and, and, and adults. I, you know, I don't know what their history is. Mm-hmm. I don't know what this child's, you know, upbringing was. Mm-hmm. I don't know what this child went through, but I know what you went through. Mm-hmm. I, know, I know who your parents are. I know what type of parent I was. Mm-hmm. I, so all of this foolishness that you got going on, I know that you know better, <laughs> you know? So you got to know, you, you know, you, you got to take them where they are and, and know that some people just don't want to move and you got to give it time. And if they don't, you know, you, you kind of, you don't, you know, I, I've learned not to, not to kind of dwell. It's so much to be done. You don't mm-hmm. abandon people either, but at yeah. some point you have to get to a point to say, you know what? Okay. There are so many other people who deserve my help. Let mm-hmm. me move on, mm-hmm. you know, visit, don't, don't abandon completely, but you revisit. You know, mm-hmm. put your all into it like, you you know, but, you know, move on and, and recognize that, you know, they're not ready. Mm-hmm. Not- mm-hmm. I love that because, you know, as a coach, you know, a lot of uh, people who may be listening, they are in that point where it's like, you know, you go through phases, even with coaching. It's like, oh, you're excited. You think you can save the world. Everybody who comes, you can transform them. And it's so good to have that positive mindset. But it's a work that takes more than one person, meaning your client is the one that has to do the work along with you mm-hmm. in order for the transformation to take place. So if they're not in that point of doing that, one person doing all the work is not going to achieve the outcome that you or them may be striving for. So that is definitely a key point to remember. Yes. So um, if someone is thinking of being a mentor and helping somebody during this time, you know, what, um, first of all, do you need any help mentoring through your programs? And if they want to do that on a personal level, what would you recommend them start doing? Because a lot of people are challenged with uh, just day-to-day activities. You know, we have a lot more phone calls. I just got off the phone with my mom and I had to talk her through going to the grocery store because she's fearful and she's anxious. Yeah. Having, uh, you know, fear, afraid she's going to have a panic attack, just going mm-hmm. to the store. Mm-hmm. So what kind of things should we be mindful of coaching somebody, you know, maybe some tips or tools, you know, through getting through this pandemic? Um, well, I know this is going to sound crazy, Lachelle, but one <laughs> of the things that I would say is just because you want to be a mentor doesn't mean that you can be one. Okay. Okay. Uh, I know that sounds kind of ugly, but there are, you Mm-mm. know, there, there are people who, <laughs> you know, just because I, just, you know, just because I want to be a teacher doesn't mean just because I can teach doesn't mean I need to be a teacher. <laughs> right. You gotta, <laughs> because this is a very sensitive time. Mm-hmm. It's very sensitive time for people. It's a very um, fearful time for people. Mm-hmm. And um, they, I, I, I talked to a, another young lady this, this morning and uh, and I was listening and she was, you know, everything that she 
talked about was was you know she she spoke it out of her fear and i mm-hmm. i was it, i was in the in one of the rooms and i had her on speakerphone because you know how sometimes we try to do things while we're talking to people mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um she was on she was on speaker and my daughter was getting ready to go to work and my daughter just came by and she looked and and my daughter you know was like she kind of whispered she was like tell her you'll call her back <laughs> and I said and I just shook my head no and I and I just listened so you know if you want to mentor that's a great thing because there are so many people who need so many things right now can't Mm -hmm. get out of the house and we need somebody to talk to Um, Mm -hmm. but make sure first of all make sure you examine yourself and if you cannot Mm -hmm. I I have a motto if I can't hurt I won't help I mean, I'm sorry if I can't help. That was that was backwards. If okay. I can't help, I won't hurt. Okay. okay. Um, and sometimes when we're when we're feeling some kind of way and we're feeling, you know, hurt and feeling fearful, it comes out in how we mm-hmm. communicate with others. So mm-hmm. be mindful. Be mindful that if you are in a position of if you're if you're hurting. You know, if mm-hmm. you're if you're if you're psychologically or emotionally hurting, you know, be very reluctant to try and mentor somebody because trust me, it's going to come out mm-hmm. and you're going to say some things and, and, and put off some energy that you don't intend to put off. And mm-hmm. that could hurt instead of help. I love that. Um, that is That's good. OK. Uh, another thing, if you want to mentor um Examine what area you want to mentor in. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are good to mentor, but they're not very good motivators. Okay. Uh, you know, there are different aspects to mentoring. You can mentor somebody through diet and nutrition. You know, mm-hmm. you can talk to them and mentor them into some good nutrition. Um, mm-hmm. You can be an exercise mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, give some tips on, you know, how to, how to, how to keep moving during this time. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, you know, you can mentor a child as far as, you know, in, in some schoolwork and some, you know, you know, language mm-hmm. arts or math, there are different aspects of mentoring. Then there's the, mm-hmm. then there's the motivating and there's mm-hmm. the encouraging. Um, and there's the, like you did with your mom, you know, walking her through the panic attack. Um, like I did this morning with one young lady, you know, here are some tips, you know, here's some, here, here's some ways to, to get through the day. You know, I am, mm-hmm. a, I, you know, I am a proponent of writing. I'm a proponent of, of, you know, inspirational things. I am also a proponent of, you know, watching some mindless, funny stuff on TV. You know, I don't, I don't like all of the, <laughs> you know, they have TV, they have language and all that. I don't like all that, but, you know, I can get involved in some drama that will have you like, huh? Mm-hmm. And before you know it, an hour has gone by and you haven't thought about what's going on in the world. This is true. Yeah. So there are, there are different, different ways, um, mainly during this time. Sometimes when you, when you want to mentor, sometimes you got to find somebody to mentor to you. Mm. So mm-hmm. when I do, when, when I do my programs and I'm in the process of, um, of reinventing my programs because they were face to face, I'm an up close and personal person. Um, mm-hmm. like going into the schools, we take the program into the schools. We do, um, programs, you know, re- beauty redefined programs where we redefine beauty of young women from hair to toe. Uh, I am working on doing, um, changing that to a virtual program. 
um, mm-hmm. to 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 still do that, but you know, it's it's virtual and 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 offering some tips and some some live things on what to do and and how to you know you know uh, redefine your beauty from here to toe. Um, one of those things too is when I would you know, have my mentors to volunteer. Number one, it's a commitment. So you can't be willy nilly. You can't be in and out. Uh, Mm -hmm. Virtual, you can't be in and out. They need to know that they can depend on you. Um, Mm -hmm. As a a mentor, uh, as a communication coach, I have a responsibility because even when I am not feeling well, I have to put myself aside and meet mm-hmm. the needs of somebody else who needs me because I can, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I have, I have mentors myself, you know, people right. who I can, I, I can call and, and talk to. And, you know, I, I had a great, great conversation with you last week and you gave me mm-hmm. so many, so many great tips. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have a, a dynamic support circle. I have prayer warriors. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. friends that I call to, um, to talk through things and help mm-hmm. them talk through things. So it's needed. Um, mm-hmm. With my mentors, I make sure, you know, to see, I, I want to see where they are. I want to mm-hmm. see um, in, when you're working with young people, when you're, when you're mentoring and you're, you know, you, you bring on a team, they have to have the same mindset. Mm-hmm. I'd be t- talking two different languages. Mm-hmm. Won't work. Mm-hmm. Um, every mentor can't mentor the same. You have a child or, 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 or for, for instance, women, I have a women's group. All of the women are different and they all have different needs. Uh, I have one, one woman who is very closed. She doesn't, she, she, when, when she, if a tear sheds, she's vulnerable. She doesn't like that. She doesn't like to cry. Mm-hmm. She doesn't like to feel and when we do our group, she has told me on more than one occasion, I'm not coming. I'm not coming to the group because I don't, I, I you had me crying. I'm not coming, but she keeps coming, healing. Mm. And then you have, mm. you have one who, you know, you can't have enough tissue next to her. Mm-hmm. The tears are flowing. They're flowing. They're flowing. They're flowing. Mm-hmm. And she's healing. And then you have one who, who is, who won't cry at all. Mm-hmm. because she's thinking about those things and it's causing her to go back and do the work as Ayanna Van Zant would say, do your, do your work. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to, you just have to know where you are. You have to understand that just because you want to be a mentor, you may not be mm-hmm. able to, you, you may not have that and you may do more harm than good. Mm-hmm. And also know that, you know, what, what's your niche for, for, for instance, what, what are you good at? Mm-hmm. and going from there and just being very, very careful, no matter what you do, being very, very mm-hmm. careful. This is the time I, I, I have a friend and we joke um, sometimes and I say, you know, you got your eggshell shoes on. Do I need to go get my eggshell shoes? Um, <laughs> and I, you know, we need to stop, stop over here at Kroger or at Walmart so I can get, give me a pair of eggshell shoes. Mm-hmm. This means you got to tread lightly with people. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes a person who is very, very hardcore and nothing penetrates them during this pandemic, everything mm-hmm. is penetrating everybody. Yeah. Even the strongest among us. So we just have to tread lightly no matter what we do in the in the area of mentoring, in the area of friendship, in the area of of spouses, 
communicating with each other, um, parents mm. communicating with children, brother and sister, parents, the, the whole gamut. Mm-hmm. So true. I mean, you have given us so many good nuggets. I am really glad that we were able to have this conversation. Now, in um, conclusion, I know you have your books, and I'll be sure to put them uh, through the comments as we post um, the um, broadcast. But what are some books that you could recommend or a book that was kind of pivotal and, you know, helping you on your journey? Um, that's a good question. Um, I have, you know, I, I, I have my own books, which are, you know, um, my, my story and my, um, motivation and inspiration book called good morning friends. But I, I usually look at, um, I'm a, I, I write, uh, I mm. do journaling. Um, I write mm-hmm. about my feelings and, and, you know, how I feel about things, but I also go through, um, the Bible. I will take mm-hmm. words and um, my word for the, for instance, the other day was on laughter. Um, mm. I, I read through all of the scriptures on laughter and what it meant. Uh, I am, I am also a, um, a self-help kind of girl. Uh, mm-hmm. I love, love, love reading books on relationships. Uh, one of my favorite, you know, books to read is the chicken soup for the soul series of books. Okay. Uh, I have okay. chicken soup for the teenage soul uh, because I, mm-hmm. I work with teenagers. So I like for them to, you know, have things like that. Um, so I, mm-hmm. I give them, you know, the chicken soup for the teen soul books. Um, I mm-hmm. am right now. There's the, the you, you, I'm sure you're familiar with the seven habits of highly effective. Highly effective um, right now mm-hmm. I'm looking at seven habits of highly effective teenagers. Um, mm-hmm. There are, I, there are so many. I'm, I'm actually sitting here looking at, one of my bookshelves and I need another bookshelf. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, there, there's so, so many favorites. There's the soul of my sisters. And these are all books on uh, examples of courage and uh, motivation mm-hmm. and, you know, people who have come through some things and people who have, mm-hmm. you know, survived some hardships. So it's an inspiration mm-hmm. on, you know, if they can do it, I can do it, you know. The, 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 mm-hmm. there's another favorite, the drowning of Ruth. Um, it's all about mm. the story of Ruth. So some, some really, some really good, um, good things to keep, keep your mind going. Um, my latest mm-hmm. one is solve it with salt. You know, what can I do with table mm-hmm. salt? And, and it's all about, and also I, I read a book too, um, seasoning your words um, by one of my friends, um, Becky Blackman, um, seasoning your mm-hmm. words. And it's all about how we, you know, we have to be very, very careful what we do with our words. You know, there's that saying, sticks and stones my, may break my bones, but words will never hurt. I believe opposite. Sticks and stones, Absolutely. your bones will heal. But words that mm-hmm. we say, it, it affects us for the rest of our life. You know, um, one, one thing before we, we end, um, I, I, I like to teach young people and, and women, too, about uh, who they are and loving who they are and self-esteem. Mm-hmm. You know, you grow up, you have children and I know you told your children, they were all beautiful. You're beautiful. You're, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you know, you're powerful, all those affirmations. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from mm-hmm. the age, from, from birth, from day one, your baby was beautiful. They were perfect. Mm-hmm. Everything was perfect. And they're home for 
you know, say to five years old and they're perfect and they're beautiful. And then they Mm -hmm. go to daycare and here little, Mm -hmm. you know, little Mary goes to daycare and she's confident and she's beautiful because mommy and daddy have told her she's beautiful. And then she gets to daycare and she sees little Johnny with his little mean self because he hasn't been taught that. And he tells, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Mm -hmm. pretty little Mary, you ugly. Your nose is ugly. Your lips are big. And little Mary spends the rest of her life trying to overcome that. Mm. And that's what the world does, you know, inside of Mm. our homes. We, and everybody doesn't have that, you know, let me just preference that by saying everybody doesn't have that, you know, that, that stability, that family unit that's going to, you know, mold them and tell them they're beautiful. But the ones that Mm -hmm. do, they spend all that time you know, the parents have said they're beautiful and they go out and society tells them that they're not. And yes. they spend the rest of their lives trying to find that beautiful again through through makeup, mm-hmm. through clothes. Um, God forbid some some of our young people through drugs and alcohol and it affects mm-hmm. their lives for the rest of their lives. So we have to be yes. very, very careful. The words that we use, we have to be very careful mm-hmm when we try and mentor people because we can throw them off the path that they're on. Mm-hmm. So true. So true. That is just awesome. I mean, some great nuggets. I hope everybody, you know, you might have to go back and listen to this again. <laughs> <laughs> but some good stuff. That's good. So I really want to thank you for your time and uh, let everybody know the best way to get a hold of um, you. You can email me um, at Laquita mm-hmm. at a failure mm-hmm. the number two communicate dot that it's laquita l-a-q-u-i-t-a at a f-a-i-l-u-r-e the number two communicate c-o-m-m-u-n-i-c-a-t-e dot com all right and well, if you we want, will... and I'm sorry, and if you want to um, take a look at some of the programs that we offer, um, you can, you know, check us out at www.afailure2communicate.com. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. So I'm hoping everybody is taking this in and they can uh, get into some of those uh, programs and just the ways that you are. I think you had something about the seven steps to communication. Or seven, yes, I have a book called Seven Steps to Effective Communication. And you can yes. look for look, you know, in the next couple of weeks to see um, some information on a uh, on an online virtual event um, mm-hmm. on the seven steps of communication, effective communication. So we're going to walk through that. Awesome. All right. Well, we are so glad we connected and I'll definitely be in touch. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. All right. You have a wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye. What a wonderful conversation on uh, the importance of effective communication. So many tips and golden nuggets. Uh, I hope you all got just just as much value out of that as I did. Getting a little tongue tied here. So I um, want to thank you guys for listening. Please feel free to reach out to Laquita if you um, feel led to uh, talk to her about mentoring or just some tips for relating to some teenagers that may be in your family going through 
rough times as we kind of um, weather the storm of this pandemic that's uh, affecting us across the world. want to thank you guys for listening. If you are interested in being a guest and giving us some of your insight during these challenging times, please feel free to email me at info at lachelleatkins.com. You could also reach out to me through Facebook Messenger, LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest, and TikTok. I do also have a YouTube channel with many tips uh, for businesses as well as parenting, so feel free to join me there as well. I want to thank you all for listening and have a wonderful day.